Welcome to the MetaZen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Thursday, and welcome to episode 85, Sooner Than Later. In this episode, I want us to continue reflecting and just talking about a lot of the things that we are learning about ourselves as we get older and as we continue to reflect. And, you know, just discussing some truths that I feel that we all make contact with and we all encounter at one point or another hopefully on our journey if you are new to this podcast hello hello salutations i hope that you enjoy the show and thank you for being here thank you if you are coming back for another episode what's up cuz <laughs> thank you again for being here I appreciate your continued support I hope that you are feeling pumped about April you're working on that body you are making leeway on them goals and that you're feeling driven and furthermore empowered in the first segment of this episode we're going to talk about being happy is not about what we achieve. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the second episode, in the second segment, excuse me, <laughs> we are all doing our best. And we're going to talk about uh, discussing and respecting our deal breakers. And in the third segment, we're going to discuss we are enough. My intention for this episode is to be a constant reminder to you that no matter where you go, who you be, and what happens in your life, you are a valuable part of this universe and you are a valuable part of this world. And for that, you are special. You are special because there will never be another person like you and we need to do the best we can to preserve you. So let's jump into these messages. Hindu proverb says, there is nothing noble about being superior to some other man. True nobility is in being superior to your previous self. Another credit that I do owe to my childhood is learning early. Despite me learning, I still exhibited these same things in my life. But uh, another credit to my childhood that I learned early is that Human beings have a very strong tendency to overmask pain or trauma with achievement. You know, we use achievement to override what we've been through. And it's perfectly understandable because if you went through hard stuff, maybe with achieving enough, you feel like you can have enough to make yourself feel valuable, remind yourself that there are parts of you that feel like you do matter, that you are enough, that you are special. 
But the thing that I learned growing up was seeing my parents have businesses, own properties, move into this house, that house, this nice house, this nice house, and all of that, that the more my parents acquired over the course of my childhood, the more miserable I saw them get. And I noticed and I made this connection, I created this belief in watching them that achievement doesn't mean anything if you're not happy. And when it comes down to you being happy, you have to embrace that on your own. You have to assess that for yourself. But it doesn't matter who you become, what you you acquire, what you do. None of it means nothing if you're not happy on the inside. And I feel like as people, it's so easy for us to neglect ourselves, neglect our pain, and neglect our shame, guilt, and everything else because we're so busy trying to be Superman, Superwoman. We're so busy trying to be perfect. We're so busy trying to replace the scarcity and inferiority in our hearts and in our minds with superiority, trying to be better than other people. You know, we've went through other people making us feel cheap, making us feel like we're nothing you're never going to be anything and we come from a background of such lack and such shame that we're we feel compelled to be the best that we can but in being the best that we can we want to outdo everyone but the only person that we should be trying to outdo is ourselves, and that's just on account of who you were yesterday not necessarily just trying to literally beat yourself out because i mean you're the only person that you can be in competition with but you also have to maintain the compassion and maintain the sanity in your approach to healing you and keeping you motivated and encouraged. And oftentimes, because we don't know that we matter, we seek to be in competition with other people. We seek to be better than other people, not knowing, never understanding that we can't compete with someone with being, we can't compete with someone when it comes to being them, when it comes to doing what they do, when it comes to them walking the path or walking the journey they walked. No more than they can competing with us. No one's ever going to be able to compete with you being the best. Sue, John, Sally, Kiana, Dale, Eddie, whoever you are. No one's going to be able to compete with you being you because you are you too well. Your life and your experience is too personal and it's too authentic to you. So understand that you will never be able to compete with anyone else. And also understand that the true reason you seek to compete with anyone, everyone else is because you don't know you matter. And you feel like you get to gain something in shattering someone else's you know, dreams or shattering someone else's uh, perception of themselves, someone else's self-image and beating them at something because someone shattered your self-image. And this comes back to hurt people hurting people. I've been surrounded by so many people in my lifetime, you know, where they can accomplish so much professionally in their life, but they're still miserable, miserable as people because they don't take the time to tend to them on the inside. They don't take the time to heal and mend the inner kid within that and within them that is still making bold decisions for their future. 
They feel like having this promotion, having this promotion, making this kind of money, having this degree, dating this person, having this kind of car, taking these kind of trips or whatever, you know, all of it is going to outweigh and beat out the pain, beat out the shame, beat out the guilt and beat out the trauma. It doesn't work that way. It only exacerbates it. We have to understand that our mind is a filter for how we experience our reality, how we experience our experiences, how we experience and receive or perceive other people. And if your mind is hurt, if your mind is wounded, if your mind and heart is sick from the jump, that will influence every image, that will influence all the mental images, that will influence all the things you hear, all the things you see, and all the things that you you learn you're never going to get anywhere trying to avoid your pain it really comes down to being willing to sit in it you're going to have to be uncomfortable you're going to have to face it you're going to have to be uncomfortable talk about it you may have to cry you may have to be fragile you may have to be vulnerable you may feel a little weak and open and exposed but you know what I've learned that the stronger people in life excel and move a lot quicker because they recognize that you're weak when you suffer from an inability to be vulnerable. Pretending that you're not vulnerable makes you the most vulnerable and the most susceptible to any and everything in your past. You know, and I continue to discuss this thing too, but Conditioning yourself to equate your self-worth with what you achieve is only programming you to live from the outside in. It's not programming you to love you for you. One day you will be an old person and you will look back and notice that you have all of the accomplishments, but you lack fulfillment and that counts. Rob Liano said, once you embrace your value, it neutralizes when others think less of you. To me, this one is a big one because it's a testimony that no matter what you go through, no matter who comes in and out of your life for the course of your life, you will always be there. And in knowing that you will always be there, you will always have a friend. You will always have support. You will always have a loving force, a loving voice. You will always have a loving presence near with you to accompany you along the way. And when you understand, when you create that for yourself, when you train yourself, when you value yourself in that way, that will override anything. That will dictate what you are willing to put up with, who you're, who you're being around, the kind of jobs you work, and just every experience that you have. Because you know from the jump, I matter, I'm loved, and I've made the world to me. And I'm in it to protect me, preserve me, and to love and honor me. And anything that moves in opposition to those notions, to those vows, it has to cease. It has to be removed. And I will make no time for it. As people, one of the things I feel we can lack most when it comes to how we interact and approach each other is a sense of grace. 
You know, so many of us are grown to be perfectionists, grown to be people that fear making mistakes. And mostly it's because of our religion, it's because of our cultures, it's because of our households, our families, whatever it may be for you. But the one thing that needs to always be consistent in your life is knowing that everyone is doing the best that they can. Everyone is doing the best that they can. Also understand that in everyone doing the best they can, it doesn't necessarily excuse what's right or what's wrong, but it adds that grace. It puts that, it puts that grace on the beginning and end of everything that transpires. And it puts you in that place where you can start practicing how you can respond to, you know, specific situations as opposed to reacting and feel like a person genuinely just wants to do you harm. A person genuinely wants to see you sad. That may be the result. They think that may be their intention, but really they want to hurt their dad. Really they want to hurt their mom. Really they want to hurt their siblings or someone that has hurt them or scathe them in the past and they're working that frustration out on you and although it is unfair to you it is even more fair to yourself to respond in a place where you don't give any nasty energy or waste any energy on them i've learned that Life has a very interesting and productive way of dealing with people. When people do you wrong, a lot of us feel like we need to be karma. We need to ensure that this person gets theirs and that they get what's coming to them. And in the meantime, we get suspended in time and we're on the same end of the karma we're trying to give. I've learned that in my life, no one has done me wrong. No one has gotten over me, deceived me, or hurt me, and ended up in a better situation whatsoever. Flat out. I can't think of one. Anyone that has ever cursed me out, anyone that has ever harmed me, or, you know, ever robbed me a piece of mind, or, you know, worse self-worth, or whatever it may be. No one is going to hurt you or take anything from you and go about their life and be unbothered. It just doesn't work that way. It's the balance. Because if they've done it to you, imagine how much they do to themselves. So again, understand that everyone is doing the best that they can. Another thing that we need to talk about here is learning how to respect your deal breakers. Again, we come into this place where we're all groomed to learn how to hold on to each other and give, you know, the next person 2,000 mistakes. I mean, 2,000 opportunities to make a mistake or 2,000 opportunities to understand you. The one thing that I've learned lately, and it's been a blessing. At first, it seemed a little cold for a while, but understand this. When you have boundaries, that will put a lot of things in perspective. When someone hurts you or does something or says something that bothers you or hurts you, when you let them know and they try to work on it, they try to fix it, they try to do something about it, that is behavior, that is an attitude that can be appreciated. They may not necessarily get it right all the time, but the attitude there is that I don't want to make you feel that way. I want to try harder and they want to be more than what they've always been. But when you share with someone and tell them something that they made you feel a way, that they hurt your feelings, that they're doing something that may cause an issue down the road, and they don't do nothing about it, <clears throat> they're not the person for you. 
They're not someone that cares about your feelings. They're not someone that prioritizes your well-being. And I've learned for myself being a 32-year-old male, I can't be around anyone that I can't trust in my feelings. If you're not going to, you know, have the same intensity and passion that I have about taking care of you and making you feel respected, you know, if you can't do that and give that to me, I can't do that. I can't be around. That is a deal breaker. I'm learning that it's a deal breaker for me to be around people who don't prioritize prioritize mental health. For a long time as a kid, I felt like I grew up with parents that suffered with all types of problems and emotional problems and just imbalances because they have had, have slash had, you know, issues probably in their childhood and their younger lives that they never saw. And I felt like there were so many different opportunities where or times where things were being expressed or projected and they were doing the best they could, but it has created in me a deal breaker where I can't deal with someone that doesn't prioritize their mental health and, you know, how they show up in the lives of others. So you have to consider all the many different things here sooner rather than later. Michael J. Fox said, one's dignity may be assaulted, cruelly mocked, but it can never be taken away unless it is surrendered. Another strong and powerful message, another powerful lesson that I've learned in life as I have grown and developed through the years is that no one can give your dignity away but you. And when I say that, that means when it comes to you feel like you may not be enough, People may have contributed to this math. People have probably contributed to this idea in you, this philosophy in you, this image, this self-image, this perception in you. But ultimately, what makes it powerful, what makes it real, what makes it true is that you believe it. They may have brought the lights, uh, they may have brought the Christmas lights to your street, but you have to hang them up and tack them on the walls and pin them up and cut on the lights, cut on the energy, the, the, the electricity to give them a presence, to give them energy. If you don't give it energy, if you don't give it power, it won't be real. No one will know and it will not exist. And when it comes to living a life when you understand and know that you are enough, this comes down to what you believe to be true about yourself. Again, I have had such an interesting journey with this very thing, and I still have this journey. I still have my moments because no one's perfect and because I have overcome so many crazy things in my life that has shaped me and made me who I am. And one of my biggest issues for a long time is just feeling like I didn't have anyone that I could be vulnerable with that I can express and talk about this very thing with in the manner that I needed. Me, if you know me, if you don't, but if you know me, you know that I have a, an obsession with talking about deep things, things, you know, deep thinking, deep feeling, talking about things or conversations that grow us as people. 
it's probably cool to talk about how this is the corner store down the street got the new flaming hots and whatever like that. That's fine. But I crave intimate conversation. I crave conversation that illuminates our being, that illuminates our pain, our fear, that expresses and shows something, that shows me and tells me how you think, how you feel, what you think of life, what you think of yourself, what you think of your experiences, and who you're going to go on to be in life. And I'm just grateful for all the years where I struggled to find that in other people because one, it made me retreat into myself and it also compelled me to find books where I was able to receive it from other people that I didn't know. It allowed me to receive it from strangers, it allowed me to be open, to be objective, and it allowed me to receive it openly. I learned so much from books and people like Oprah and Yama Vincent about knowing that you are not, knowing that you are absolutely beautiful, knowing that there are probably people in your life who failed you, but know that they were doing the best that they could with what they had, with what they knew. They didn't know any better because their parents didn't know any better and their parents didn't know any better. And everyone just continues to pass down the pain and the hurt. But the beautiful thing about your life is that you recognize that you don't want this feeling to exist anymore. That you don't want to hurt your future children or your you know, future friends, relationships, whoever, with this pain, with these pathologies. You don't want to negatively impact anyone else. And you're in a place right now where you're ready to stop it. And that's because you're a disruptor. That's because you want to bring more love and light to this world. And that's because one way or another, whether you know it or not, you've realized you are enough. Understand that the way your nose is shaped, the way your eyes look, the way you talk, the way you have that sense of compassion, just everything that makes you you is perfect as it is. I've understood that God doesn't make mistakes and every part of us that makes us who we are, God, you know, is just expressing a sense of humor and showing us how we show up. Everything that you can adore or appreciate in someone else is an extension of God and an extension of his beauty and, you know, just how that manifests in us. Understand that when you recognize that you are enough, that will impact your ability to love other people. That will impact your ability to love everyone that comes into your life. When you recognize that you are enough, you will find the depression dissipates more and more. You will find that you enjoy being in your own company. You will find that you enjoy shopping for yourself. You will find that you enjoy learning and exploring different parts of yourself because there are parts in you you haven't even realized. When I look back on my life just in my 20s alone, I was about maybe 15 to 20 different people in that 10-year span alone that I'm aware of. When I think about who I was from 10 to 20, I was about 50 to 60 different people in that time alone. In this lifetime, I feel like we're supposed to go through hundreds of thousands of transformations and metamorphoses. But so many of us, we want to hold ourselves to being one person. And it's because in that being the one person that we've always known, there's some control, there's some type of leeway, and we can be in charge of that. We can be in charge of that pain. We can be in charge of that monotony. And we don't have to allow life to come in and mix it up. 
but understand that every new day, every new hour that you have, it is an opportunity for you to express something more. It is an opportunity for you to grow into something more, to be something more. It is an opportunity to not only know that you matter, but as you learn and show yourself you matter, you can highlight that and express that to others. And we can all grow in that same way, same wavelength of knowing and feeling that we are enough. Welcome to the era segment of this episode. In the era segment, we challenge you to get more involved and invested in your growth and in changing you and growing you developing you, empowering you, and setting you up to be the best that you can by giving you information that sets you up to call forth the best of you. So without further ado, let's jump in. The first letter is E, enhance. Understand that the only way that you are going to enhance your humanity, the only way that you're going to enhance who you are in life, the only way that you're going to enhance how far you climb the corporate ladder, the only way you're going to enhance what kind of legacy you leave and what difference you make on this earth is by growing your mental health, by prioritizing your mental health and your self-image, what you think of yourself. It doesn't matter what you come into life and what you do. You can go to law school. You can marry the richest man, the richest woman. You can have a hundred properties. You can be a billionaire. You can do all types of marvelous things by societal standards. But if you don't know you matter, if you don't love yourself, none of that will matter. None of it will really mean anything. You won't do what you're supposed to do with it. It'll pretty much be a waste. And that's fact. If you just don't know that you matter, if you don't have that connection with something larger than yourself, whatever that may be for you, you'll be out of tag. You'll be out of tune. You'll be out of alignment. And you'll be working harder than smarter. Having a fit body, having all the degrees, having all the friends, having all the new fashion, having the best cars, having all the money, having all the businesses, none of that will ever distract from the fact that you were abused as a kid, that you were abused as a kid, that you went hungry, that you stayed in poverty, whatever, that you grew up with an alcoholic mother or father, drug addict mother or father, grandparents, that your parents were in and out of jail, that you grew up in terrible foster systems, whatever it may be, those things need to be addressed. And if they're not addressed, they will affect and stain everything you do. Maybe you know that by now. Maybe you've been in denial about it, but when, it, when you leave it unresolved, it festers and it grows and it seeps into everything that you do and everything that you will do. It will affect every decision that you make. It will affect every friend that you have. It will affect the quality of the friends that you have. It will affect the quality of the relationships you will have. It will affect the relationships that you have with your parents. It will wreak havoc and affect everything. So deal with your stuff. 
You probably say me not talking about it. Keeps you safe. It protects you. You don't have to relive it and all that because we've come into a society where pain is, you know, being uncomfortable or, you know, discomfort is such a inconvenience and no one wants to feel pain. And true, no one wants to feel pain. But at the same time, all the things in life that are worthwhile, you have to go through some type of pain, change, or discomfort to get to the other side. Why should you be any different? Why Why should your circumstances be any different? Moving on. <laughs> the next letters are respect. Respect that everyone is doing the best that they can. Respect that no one has to answer to you, that no one has to have it all figured out. No one has to pretend to be perfect because you spend your time being perfect. Respect that everyone is doing the best they can under the given circumstances, given what they've been through, given their upbringing, given what they have going on in their daily life, given what they do or don't know about themselves, given what they, how much they prioritize or don't prioritize their mental well-being. Everyone is doing the best that they can. And like I said, and like, you know, like I've said before, it may sound like crap. It may sound like, you know, them getting the easy way out. But this is for you. This is so you can start to detach and focus more on your action and focus more on you responding favorably for yourself as opposed to reacting and lashing out. It's time out from that. It's time to grow up and it's time to do it differently. It's time to retire all of that. The next letter is A, assure. Find ways all the time to assure yourself that you are enough. Write you are enough on a post-it or on a piece of paper and put it on your mirror. Put it on different walls throughout your house and allow yourself to read it often from time to time. Put it on the refrigerator with a magnet. Put it everywhere that you can find it so you can see it, so you can have that constant reminder. I did that for about maybe five months. I still have a few papers around here that, you know, have it on there. And it really makes a difference. And, you know, for a while you may question, am I? Am I? But the question becomes affirmations when you start to affirm. And to affirm means to harden. So assure yourself every chance you get that you are enough. Talk to yourself like you are enough. When you make the mistakes and get things wrong, reassure yourself and talk to yourself like you are enough the same way you would a friend. This makes a tremendous effort. So there you have it. Enhance, respect, and assure. The next episode is called Stronger and Wiser. In this episode, we will be discussing just the process of maturing and growing as a person. So you don't want to miss that. If you haven't had a chance to go over to Apple Podcasts, please leave a comment and a rating. Thank you again for supporting the Medizine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. And lastly, you are strong. You are enough. You are wise and you are tough. Peace.